Hey guys, welcome back. This is Hellmouth Hotline. I'm your big agent of a host, Rodney Stewart. Uh, we're finishing off season one of Buffy the Vampire Slayer here with the season finale, Prophecy Girl. So, uh, yes, this is uh, a fairly tasty episode, but I do believe uh, what you're about to listen to is a pre-recorded review of it. But just thinking back on that review it was done quite a while ago the thing i found about prophecy girl this season finale it felt like it should have been a two-parter but we'll get into that i'm pretty sure i've probably said that in the review but uh nonetheless it's a great closer to the season and uh yes let's get into it episode 12 prophecy girl uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer season 1 this is the closing story final episode of season 1 and you know what um, I can't recall for sure but when season 1 was shot for Buffy I'm pretty sure it was probably a gamble at the time because the film wasn't strong film Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie, was not a great movie by any stretch of the imagination. Then getting a series, I'm pretty sure that, you know, people didn't have high hopes for it. And it feels like in this episode, you're kind of, I kind of get the feeling that it was kind of rushed at this point. Uh, this episode... Even though it's only one episode, 45 minutes long, feels like it should have been a two-parter. So, uh, there's a lot of stuff squeezed into this episode. It finishes off the story of season one. We pretty much start up the episode. It's got a, a quick update on key moments from the series concerning Buffy, her role as the Slayer, the Master, all that sort of stuff. Um, and we start at the episode uh, pretty light-hearted. Xander's like running chat up lines past Willowood he's going to use on Buffy. Of course, we've had that throughout the season. He's had a crush on her the whole time. Um, uh, while this is happening, Buffy's out patrolling for vampires. Uh, Giles, he's back at the library. He's translating the prophecy book that Angel brought him. And the previous episode concerning uh, Buffy's role in the last fight of the Master. Uh, just then an earthquake hits the town, the Master, he's celebrating that the time is close for him to get out. Um, next morning, Giles, he's preoccupied trying to verify the translation of the Slayer prophecy. He has figured it out, he's just not willing to believe what he's read, more or less. So he's Running through as many backup texts and books as he can get his hands on to try and verify. Uh, Xander finally gets up the nerve to ask Buffy to the dance, but she kind of just tells him straight that she just considers him a friend and she doesn't want it to go any further than that. So that's kind of put a, a wedge between the two of them. Uh, Miss Calendar, of course, she's like a witch as we learned earlier in the series, another teacher at the school. She comes to see Jays about what's happening. She's been getting a lot of reports from her coven about uh, 
things that are happening that she says is like real end of times type stuff. Um, at the bathroom in the school, Buffy's in there. She goes to wash her hands, turns on the tap instead of water coming out. Blood starts coming out. So there's all these kind of uh, visual things. Just saying everything's going wrong. She comes to the library to talk to Giles about what's happening, what she's seen. Him. And uh, she enters, she hears Giles talking to somebody and she kind of is sneaking in and she sees that it's Angel that he's talking to. Um, which is kind of weird to her because Angel, of course, not long ago we found out he was a, a cursed vampire with a human soul. Uh, Giles is her watcher, so the two of them been in contact with each other. It's a bit weird to her, so she's kind of sneaking in to see what's going on. <clears throat> uh, and she hears that the Buffy, that the prophecy says that Buffy will fight the master and die. That's pretty much what the prophecy is saying. And Buffy's reaction to hearing that news, some of the best emotional acting out of her in this series, like much better than the last episode where I said that her just her visual portrayal of heartbreak when her father told her that uh, he blamed her for the breakup of the marriage. This one here is just she delivers one line in the sequence that is truly heartbreaking that will bring a tear to your eye. And if it doesn't, you're dead inside. Uh, she's like, I'm gonna die. And her voice kinda breaks as she says. Do you think it will hurt? And that line alone, uh, that's uh, brilliant. Uh, Buffy decides, right, I quit. I'm not going to fight the master. Someone else can do it. And she sort of just storms out. Um, Buffy tries to quit. She asks her mother if they can go, to, go on a trip somewhere, just get out of Sunny Dale and uh, do something as mother and daughter. But. Of course, her mother's trying to build a new life for herself and her daughter and a new town. She can't afford or she can't afford to take the time, spend the money to do something like that. The next morning, Willow and Cordelia are at the school to set up for the dance. And Cordelia is pissed that her boyfriend, Mitch, hasn't turned up. He was supposed to be there to help him set up sound equipment and stuff. So they're going through the school trying to find the things that get everything sorted out and as they pass the media room uh, they see the back of the head of Mitch sitting on that couch and his mates beside him and there's cartoons on the TV in front of them and they just assume that you know these guys are just slacking off instead of working so they bust into the, the media room, they discover that Mitch, his friend, and five or six other people have been massacred by vampires. There's blood everywhere. Um, back at Buffy's house, she's trying on a prom dress that her mother bought her. Um, her mother comes in, busts in with news that Willow needs her. Uh, Buffy goes to see Willow. Willow was heartbroken over the way the vampires have just taken the world from us, as she said. Like up to this point it's been we've been fighting demons and whatnot, but it's that seems like it always felt like the two worlds were separate, but now that they have come in killed her friends and you know what just 
the reality of everything has hit her hard. Uh, Buffy, at this point, realises she has to do what must be done. She asks Willem to stay at home and says, take care, then leaves. It's almost as if, at this point in the episode, Buffy has just resigned herself to the fact that she's going to die fighting the Master. Uh, back in the Masters, Larry sends off the anointed one to bring Buffy to him. Giles wants to face the Master in her place. Just how much he cares for her. It's like a father-daughter sort of relationship. Uh, but Buffy isn't going to let him do it and she knocks him out. Decks him in the head, knocks him out. She sets out and uh, right away meets the anointed one outside the school. He pretends to need help, but Buffy just looks at him and says, It's okay, I know who you are. So he takes her by the hand, leads her to the lair of the master. Uh, Xander decides he's he's heading out to help her. He gets Angel to help him find the master. So again, this is... Uh, it shows how much he cares for Buffy, because he doesn't in the slightest trust Angel, because he knows... Buffy has feelings for Angel and whatnot, so the fact that them two are going to team up to help her is a pretty big thing in Xander's case. Uh, the rest of the Scooby gang try to work out the location of the Hellmouth as Buffy comes face to face with the Master. They think the vampires will hit the bronze and the prom, but in fact they're heading for the school. Uh, back at the beginning of the series, in the, the Harvest episode, that's where the vampires went. The Harvest people was the bronze, so they kind of have the idea. That's perhaps where the Hellmouth was at, but it's not. It's actually in below the school. Um, the Master and Buffy finally come to a head-to-head -head confrontation, but he's far too strong for her. He drops the bombshell. The prophecies don't tell everything he says. The Buffy is the one that sets him free. So the last thing he says before he, he goes for the, the kill is, uh, if you didn't come, I couldn't go. So it's, uh, it's a real kick in the teeth for Buffy to hear this. Uh, he sinks his teeth in the Buffy's neck. She falls to the floor and directly into the water, head first. Uh, the master breaks the barrier that has been holding him captive and is there and he's finally free. Uh, Angel and Zander find Buffy but she's got no pulse uh, so technically she did die fighting the master. Uh, they try CPR on her. Uh, Angel can't do it for of course he's dead he's got no breath basically so uh, Xander CPR uh, they successfully revive Buffy Giles, Willow, Cordelia, Miss Calendar, they're all trapped in the library by vampires. The school's been attacked at this point. Buffy races to the school for the final showdown with the Master as the Hellmouth starts to open. Uh, the gang arriving attack, are attacked by a giant monster from the Hellmouth. Uh, this thing with like mad tentacles, like a giant squid sort of a creature comes out of the Hellmouth. <coughs> and uh, everybody's getting attacked, they're trying to fight this thing off. Uh, Buffy goes to the roof of the school where the master is at. He's up on the roof, kind of surveying 
the outside world, like finally I'm out, the world's mine, sort of thing. He goes on to like uh, full Megatron, 1984 Megatron, sort of. I'm going to destroy the entire planet. Uh, so, so they fight once more on the, the roof of the school. Uh, as Buffy looks down onto the library, there's like a skylight that's been broken. They're fighting just up there. Uh, she sees a table that has been knocked over and broken and there's like a big chunk of wood that's kind of like a spike sticking straight up in the air. So she flings the master through the skylight. Of course the, uh, the wooden spike comes up through his, through his back, through his chest uh, and peeling him, uh, which kills him obviously and uh, because the master has died everything starts to reset itself the hell mouth begins to close again uh, good ones at the end of the day it's a very very swift episode basically it just finishes off uh, you see the master's skeleton and you know, it's one of these things in the series where a fear stuck on uh, details you're thinking to yourself you know whenever Buffy stakes a vampire it just poof completely gone there's no skeleton or anything left all dust but in the case of the master when he died of course he dissolved in the dust but he left as full skeleton remains at the end of the episode so they're down in the library looking at the skeleton and they all decide to go and celebrate the dance and they walk away from the master and that is pretty much where the, the episode closes the last shot just shows the skeleton of the master as Buffy and the rest of them walk off to have a bit of fun at the dance um, again brilliant episode fantastic way to finish out the series but felt very very cluttered and very very rushed this episode doesn't make any less enjoyable but as I did say at the start of it, it kind of feels like it should have been a two-parter it really does but uh, probably again because of the film and that's been the first series based on that film maybe the the studio didn't have faith that it could be as strong as it eventually became this has been a production of coins edge media Check out my social media links in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening.